Cloud and Clear, the podcast by Sada for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. All right, my very special guest today is none other than Kelly Harlan, head of engineering for our G Suite organization. Thank you for having me. Otherwise known as people transformation, you know, we kind of like bucket it all into that, which is, I think, a good name for it. It is a good name for it. Um, I've been waiting to get you on for a while now. (laughs) My schedule is very busy. You're very busy. (laughs) We're very busy. I think thematically that matches a lot of things I want to talk about with you today. First and foremost, what I'm very proud of is your personal growth at Sada Systems. Six years, six and a half, six years, eight months. A long time yeah. and this is not the role that you started with it's not the role you always had no it's not so when I first started here I started on our enterprise support services help desk what is the name of that yeah is it ESS ESS I started on our ESS team um, worked a lot of different help desk tickets when I started there yeah um, happened to sit in the seat where the former G Suite help desk person right. sat before right. he left. So all of the G Suite tickets just came to me. Everyone was <laughs> like, you're going to take those. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. It's not like you managed G Suite before. I had used my personal Gmail before yeah. and used Drive in college, but yeah. nothing to the extent of administrating G Suite. Right. So, got my hands dirty with a lot of the G Suite administration, all of the help desk tickets around uh, directory sync, password synchronization, mm-hmm. anything and everything G Suite mm-hmm. that came through our help desk sat on my desk. Um, I think after about 18 months, uh, got roped into and pulled into our deployment team. Mm-hmm. And so, was still handling um, some of our help desk tickets. A lot of the Postini transitions were happening I at remember. the time. So those kind of followed me out of yeah. service desk into deployment. Um, worked on quite a lot of projects at the beginning of my deployment career. Yeah. Um, and then Colgate came in and my boss at the time was like, all right, you're going to get the Colgate project, like great. That was quite a uh, level up for the entire ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Certainly for SADA. Yes. But I think it was a rare type of project even for Google anywhere in the world around, mm-hmm. I think the level of ambition around that project. Yeah. Yeah, so getting pulled into the Colgate project mm-hmm. as your first big project. Yeah, it was very intimidating. Yeah. We had a great, team internally and externally so the Colgate team was awesome as well I learned a lot from that project not only technically but also in terms of being able to be honest with yourself and not try and hide what I don't know Mm -hmm. you know we would come across very unique situations and the ability to be comfortable with saying I'm not sure about that answer, but I can get that answer for you. Very important skill. Very important skill. So 
you know, those larger projects brought out that type of consulting for us Mm -hmm. at SADA as well. And then, you know, after Colgate, um, took on a few larger, a few more larger projects. And then my boss at the time, Tim, moved into our GCP team Mm -hmm. and they needed someone to step up and fill that role of managing the G Suite engineers. And I think our team loves working with you and having you as their leader. And I know our customers love having you as their, as their leader. But the Colgate project, you're, you're sending me back now because I was very <laughs> involved in that. And you talked about uh, the posture of being, you know, completely transparent with customers about what we knew and didn't know. First and foremost, there was a lot of things in the environment were completely new mm-hmm. to G Suite and yeah. to Google. It wasn't like just new to us. And I remember we we talked to them, then we download a bunch of stuff, then we talked to Google, and then we talked to them to get together with Google. And that project also made me realize the unique role that we have with customers, mm-hmm. sort of over and above Google's role. Yeah. We could tell them things that Google couldn't tell them. Exactly. We had to direct them in a way that Google was not comfortable directing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I thought, you know, those late night calls, you know, <laughs> with Micro and like the team out of India or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like 9, 10 p.m. for us, but they're very important calls. And they were debating like the best approach. And I remember finally saying, like, we're going to take the lead. Yeah. In the consultative approach. Yeah. I remember there was one instance as well where, you know, best practice for mail routing, let's say. And I remember we had conversations going back and forth. We already weren't doing like technical Google best practice, but we were trying to go for like, this is SADA best practice. Right. But really it was a, a whole conversation around that might be SADA's best practice. That might be Google's best practice. But what is best for Colgate? What is best yeah. for us? And having that realization after that meeting of like, I'm trying to make something happen that's, you know, it will work. Mm-hmm. It ended up working just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to make sure that Colgate, the customer, was comfortable with it. And it worked for their best practices as well. Balancing our prescriptive approach, mm-hmm. which we like to do, you know, 70, 80% completely prescriptive, but allowing for that 20, 30% of flexibility, that is also a very difficult balance. Very difficult balance. So how do you manage that? Um, I would say a lot of that comes from documenting what you have seen in a customer's environment say okay here's how we've seen you work here's Mm -hmm. x y and z here's what we typically would recommend based off of best practices you are telling us that this best practice won't work so let's look at your three or four different options maybe it's one additional option let's look at the ramifications what might happen if you go down this route Mm -hmm. versus going down the best practices route making sure you know, we are coming to the customer with here are expectations, here's ramifications for 
going down either route mm-hmm. um, in terms of that best practice choice. Yeah. Giving them the, the pros, cons, mm-hmm. and having them sign up for the potential downside risk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's very important. I think over-indexing on being too prescriptive mm-hmm. is also dangerous. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not dangerous, but these are enterprise customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very different than a 500 user implementation where you can be just very prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Like, And everybody believes that they're unique to some extent and many of them truly are yeah like the way that colgate was rounding internet traffic for them like very unique unique. the fact that they had users in china pretty unique right Mm -hmm. not completely unique but they had all these things and i think um part of being exceptional at service as in professional services or customer service is is understanding where we have to get off of our soapbox and yes allow them to dictate some things exactly yeah it's a very hard line to find well i think again that project with colgate palmolive put us i think in a completely different trajectory a bunch of enterprise projects followed mm-hmm. part of that and i think you know because you represent the most uh, established practice i would say at sada which is around g suite and work transformation which we've been doing since 2007 mm-hmm. um that really changed the customer footprint for us geographically. Yes. Because Colgate was obviously in New Jersey and of course 100 and something offices globally, but their headquarters were there. We spent a lot of time there. We started to travel a lot more. Mm-hmm. That has led to a different hiring strategy for you, hasn't it? Yes, very much so. Um, I have a majority of my team is actually remote. We are HQ'd here in Los Angeles, and I have five people on my team, including myself. So out of 16 people, 11 of them are remote. Um, Whether it's we've got Midwest, Central, East Coast, Mm -hmm. Canada as well. Mm -hmm. So spread out all across to be able to address all of those different time zones. That's just on the engineering side. Just on the engineering side. Let alone adoption, change management, Mm -hmm. training, like everybody else on the team. Exactly. Yeah, you were the first. Your org was the first (laughs) to really model this new approach. Mm -hmm. And you did that before we started even opening the field offices, which we now have eight additional field offices as Mm -hmm. well. But um, the way you guys executed that, like you and Nick executed that, made us comfortable with doing it in other areas yeah. for SADA as well. Because prior to that, we were like 90% just HQ based, right? Yeah. And I mean, we had to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I changed my schedule seven to four <laughs> to help with East Coast, which I've stuck to that schedule because yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was no way we would have grown without mm-hmm. expanding across. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing about enterprise customers is their expectations now that we're just more, you know, in market, Mm -hmm. like our teams are in market. They live there. They're close by. They spend a lot of time on site in implementations. Years prior, five years ago, was very much a remote approach. We fly in, we, you know, help sell and do evaluations, fly out, come back, do kickoffs, fly out, Mm -hmm. come back, do go live. And that was kind of maybe sufficient. Yeah. But now it's a lot of on-sites. Complexity is higher. Expectations mm-hmm. are different. Yes. And your team has really led the charge. And again, in other areas, we're adopting similar similar approach. Yeah. So one of the challenges and things that we really celebrate here and champion here is culture and culture expansion. And um, but it's you know it's very it's a very different set of activities when you're all co-located versus when you're now very spread out. Mm-hmm. 
you do a really good job of that. How do you do it? Oh, um, so a few different ways. And I get asked this in interviews all the time, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, the people you're hiring ask for this. For people I'm hiring, yeah. 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 They, so we have chat groups. We actually have a lot of demarcated chat groups. So we have mm. one specifically for work. Mm-hmm. And hey, I have this problem. And it has all 16 of us in there. Mm. Um, I have this problem. Can somebody jump in and, uh, you know, help me out? Somebody will throw a video mm. link in there and whoever can join will join. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got our fun chat groups as well, mm-hmm. completely demarcating <laughs> like, oh, hey, look, who got Disney Plus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, additionally, we have weekly team meetings and what we've started doing this year actually is we just have a running slide deck and if people want to voluntarily say, hey, this is what I did this week, mm. just as a personal, like, I ran a 5K this weekend, mm. put that in the slide deck. We just kind of see what's going on with everybody's yeah. lives, celebrating people moving, buying houses yeah. and um, life events, we life, love life events, events at all of yeah. the life events or, you know, even if you went to a, you know, different conference over a weekend, mm-hmm. show those pictures, tell us what you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take time during our meetings to go through the personal aspect. Um, again, completely voluntary. You mm-hmm. do find with especially the technical world, you get mm-hmm. a lot of quieter people. So uh, <laughs> just fine, which is totally fine. Yeah. You don't want to force anyone to participate, mm-hmm. but um, it's always there, always open. What happens at the weekly meetings? Mostly is it? Uh, I know you said there's some sharing that mm-hmm. happens. It's like life stuff, which I think is obviously important to build those connections. Mm-hmm. You're there for each other a lot. Yeah, yeah sometimes crazy hours sometimes crazy travel schedules so the team flourishes based on your ability to align and work you know in concert with your teammates but what else what else goes on in those weekly meetings um so in those weekly meetings as well we'll go over any outstanding projects whether it's issues in projects or hey did you see anything interesting this week Mm -hmm. in one of your projects did something quirky come up that you haven't seen before oh cool we should let everyone else on the team so new learnings new learnings Mm. um any goals presentations so especially now that we're coming towards the end of the quarter Mm. (laughs) um people are starting to present goals um getting those documents or presentations out there um and yeah, just general um, updates. Uh, we do allocate one week a month to actually going through all of the G Suite updates from the mm. previous month. So mm. on December 6th, we'll go or 13th, we'll go through all of November's updates. Like product updates. Product updates Got from it. G Suite. So that really way, cool. you know, everyone's still expected to keep up with all of those updates mm-hmm. as they come out. But mm-hmm. this is a allocated time for us to sit down talk about it what does it mean to us what does it mean to our clients exactly yeah Yeah. is this just a nice new brand new formula in sheets Mm -hmm. or is this an admin panel setting that changes everything that we do (laughs) Uh, being able to be proactive and work together with that yeah that's great uh again we live in this um world and and the products we work with they change all the time Mm -hmm. It is one of the biggest challenges for us because we can't seem like we're out of sync right, yeah. with Google. 
Uh, and we get some, you know, some early information. Google's getting better, better at roadmap. I'm actually looking very much forward to the meeting with Javier Soltero in, in a few weeks yeah. as a new sort of G Suite VP and try to get an insight into 2020 <laughs> so we can align better. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're describing there also is completely new for our customers mm-hmm. who are deploying G Suite in their environments. Yeah. So how have you seen our customers change like of course we do training and change management adoption work but i'm talking about the other parts within the it organization as you engage with them how have they changed over time like how have they evolved how have roles changed what do you guys see from your side yeah so um an example from a couple weeks ago actually Mm. um it always makes me happy to talk to the exchange admin before and after a project especially for the larger organizations i remember being asked last week you know about the spam button Mm. users can hit the spam button in their mailbox and she asked can we turn that off i was like well (laughs) why do you want to turn that off? And she was like, because I'm the person that receives all of the notifications if someone marks something as spam. And Mm. I was like, well, you're going to be really happy to know that that won't happen anymore. (laughs) And so seeing some of the manual administrative tasks that you are actually relieving a mail admin of because... Mm -hmm. G Suite already does it, or there's more consolidated reporting to see, you know, why were you getting all of those spam reports? Well, here's this dashboard um, that you can see over here. Um, And so seeing the transformation of what the mail admins were doing on their on-prem days versus what they're doing now, um, having moved to Google, seeing all of the different reporting uh, and being able to be more proactive rather than, you know, oh, I got to make more space on yeah. the server over yeah. here. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to see mm-hmm. from from projects. Because that w- that actually traditionally has been the group, the people who run backups, the people who run, you know, do uh, email administration or antivirus work or whatever. Yeah, they were the most resistant in early days certainly about this change because their perception is well my job is quote unquote going away right yeah and i think we've proven over time that that's not actually the case it's not the case you're just having a change in role Mm -hmm. it's it's now you're not setting up the spam filters you're not um you know cleaning up mailboxes you're looking at all of these different high-level reporting, Mm -hmm. you know, a spam message comes in or somebody sent that email to everyone at SADA, Mm -hmm. for example, Mm -hmm. or anything like that, that exchange admin can now just go into G Suite and say, okay, security center, pick Mm -hmm. that email, pick it out of everybody's mailbox, Mm -hmm. making their lives a lot easier Mm -hmm. and giving them time to look more, you know, transformationally about okay, we've done this in the past and that was because of these legacy products. Now I'm not having, and and I didn't have time to find something new to do Mm -hmm. with. So now I have some time to try and figure out a new workflow. Yeah, no, I think uh, moving their works or up the value chain where they're being strategic, Mm -hmm. uh, they're being advisory, consultative, proactive with their user base, putting them in the front and center of like, how can they help their 
constituents, their employees work more effectively and efficiently yes. by mm -hmm. virtue of having the tools, not only the tools and the version that exists today, but on those monthly updates, mm -hmm. like how do they make better use of this brand new feature? Yeah. Like these are new, actually new jobs being created, I think, new types of roles being created within the IT organization mm -hmm. that didn't exist, A, because systems were static, and B, because most of the work was completely reactive. Yes. And now it's a lot of a lot more proactivity yeah. to their jobs. No, I, I get excited by allowing people to transform in their roles, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes, same. Especially because, again, historically, if you look back 10 years, there were like this whole server hugger community. I was like, no, if you remove the <laughs> server, my job is gone. And mm -hmm. we're like, actually, your job is going to get better. It's going to be <laughs> so much better. I... Like I said, it's one of my favorite things at a kickoff to meet that admin and say, let me know how you feel at the end of this project. Like, yeah. I know throughout the project, it's going to be tiresome. You're you're going to have a lot on your plate. But let's talk maybe in three weeks afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, let the dust settle, you know, and see how your role looks yeah. after you're after you're deployed. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And that's just again, that's just a couple of roles within IT. I mm -hmm. think the broader IT organization goes through a cultural transformation. Yes. The CIO's role becomes more aligned with line of business. Mm -hmm. And we're really careful about that. You're involved very heavily in pre-sales mm -hmm. where we're pulling line of business together in yeah. with the IT leadership to go through that. And uh you do a great job in those, but like, what's your what's your secret to helping them align? A lot of it is going to come down to finding the the why behind not wanting to change. Mm. What what is holding you back? Is it that uh, there's a feature set in Word that you don't think Docs has, mm -hmm. um, or Excel, or Slides, or anything like that? Is there something in mail that you think does not exist and let's break down those walls of why you you are not looking forward to that but also you know working with those different teams to build up any solutions that you know hey i need this specific workflow yeah. okay yeah. there's there's solutions for that let's talk through this because it's not just always about one-to-one -one mm -hmm. feature for feature right that's i think what people default to and they're thinking like exactly. i used to do it exactly like this i want to do it exactly like that actually it doesn't open up the possibility mm -hmm. of a better way yeah i think those conversations are really interesting yeah i've always wanted to know this for myself and now i have a chance to ask <laughs> ask you like on the on cloud and, and player, it's recorded and it's recorded but what's your what do you look for Ooh. in engineering talent for your team um first and foremost drive and you know a love of innovation mm -hmm. if you're a person that wants to just do things the way you've done things and i don't want to change eh, maybe maybe not the best fit yeah. in terms of you know technical expertise i was a person who was given a chance i mm -hmm. knew nothing about G Suite when mm -hmm. I started here. Mm -hmm. um, even my first job out of college, didn't know anything about networking yeah. and I was given a chance. Yeah. Um, so there are some things- you were like a maths major. I was a math major, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then started with network switches. Um, uh. 
but I was given a chance. Yeah. And so, you know, knowing G Suite actually is not one of my job requirements. It's a nice to have. It's a benefit. Well, it's good because not a lot of people know <laughs> not that Not a well. lot of people know G Suite. <laughs> yeah. um, there's certain things that, you know, aren't available for training anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. exchange administration. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find trainings on yeah. on-prem exchange at least anymore True. knowing which part of the technical expertise i need coming in versus you know i can i can teach you g suite mm-hmm. or i can hand you the materials to mm-hmm. help you teach yourself g suite um but having that drive to learn having the drive to help people as mm-hmm. well because a lot of our job is actually empathy with the customer. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's not easy for them, and you know, which makes it sometimes not easy for us either. Our engineering roles are unique. Like we have a product group here, of course, and we build things. But engineers that are just sort of building product versus ones that work at a consultancy. Mm-hmm. It's, a little bit of a difference just in terms of what they like to do. You do have to be able to talk to people (laughs) Um, for, for that role for, to transform people from exchange to G suite. You have to be able to talk to them, understand what they're going through. And sometimes you just need to listen to that exchange admin vent to you. Therapy. And I understand. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very unique role. And so you kind of go into interviews with people and you're like, okay, can they carry a conversation with me? You know, nerves aside. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, that's hopefully good. that helps. I'm not going to no. give away all the secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the, recording. That's maybe the perfect, <laughs> perfect amount of secret sauce right there. No, I, I agree with you. I think there's a commonality in all of our hires. Like we are a service organization. Mm-hmm. But we also expect engineering excellence. And we do believe that people can learn the technology. Because most of what we do, there's not a huge foundation for. There's not like cloud search experts for Chad to hire. Like he has to build them, right? Exactly. Find the people that have the acumen and the desire and the will and to uh, help help support them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do love the fact that we have so much excellent homegrown talent. That we've had the opportunity to create. Uh, people in roles that are amongst the best in the world at what they do. Yeah. But we don't always now have five years to make someone the best <laughs> at what they do. We have yeah. to do it in like six months. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's that pressure. I think I have a few people who hired within a year and all right, you're shadowing or you are second yeah. on this large project over here. Yeah. So Because you were given a shot, I think that makes you more uh, optimistic. <laughs> yeah too yeah. and supportive of that journey yeah. and, I, and i think that's one of the best ways to do it yeah we have to have that combination of like senior expertise from outside in some areas with homegrown talent with a lot of mid-level junior people mixed in i think that creates mm-hmm. the best environment oh yeah way. definitely yeah. um so 2020 if you could have like a crystal ball like what do you see happening with the product with the direction i know that you know Obviously, Javier's here now reporting directly to TK. He just got here. But the mm. fact that that uh, structure is being set up, yeah. it means there's some big plans. And I know maybe, you know, you get some roadmap stuff and other signals. <laughs> uh, what do you feel that's 
kind of happen in the world of G Suite and work transformation? If you were to guess, I'm not going to hold you to it. Guess. Um, you know, identity is a huge thing on the GCP side. Mm-hmm. There's a large push with Google Cloud Identity. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what comes out of that. Yeah. Um, the, you know, between everything uh, from mobile device management, Chrome device management, mm. and Chrome, like the endpoint management um, via your Chrome browser, all of those have taken huge steps just in the last year. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that stopping anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, I know there's a lot coming for mobile device management, which mm-hmm. I think will make a lot of people excited. Nice. Um, but that is a sticking point. A lot of our customers end up deploying like AirWatch or Air something Watch, else. Keeping what they had. You know? And that kills me because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I wish we could take that cost out too. Yeah. It's, it's so hard sometimes with those because those do come down to a feature to feature parity sometimes and sometimes it's one feature and you can either let go of it or you can't i'm really excited about a lot of the security features that are coming Mm -hmm. out we had security center come out this year Mm -hmm. and the investigation center and every time every quarter something new is coming or added on top of those features Mm -hmm making the male admin's life a lot easier security so like front and center you know mm-hmm. people when they implement any new technologies they're like oh what about this what about that most people's email environment and their security posture on email is terrible yeah <laughs> like they can they can put anything in an email and send it out mm-hmm. um we started to use more of those advanced features you know chris mm-hmm. nazarian deploying those things yeah. and it's just so proactive and so insightful um, because like our business, most businesses deal with very sensitive information. Yeah. And you have to have guardrails around it. You have there. to have the guardrails around it. What about, um, uh, directionally with like the chat slash other collaborative aspects that are, I think, directionally more comprehensive mm-hmm. or the idea is to create a more comprehensive environment? Yeah. I am very excited about chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone will tell you that I was, I was one of the late adopters of chat. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we're still living in these two worlds for a we while. Are, we are still living in two worlds, but now it's. I'm at a point where I default to chat, and if people don't, me too. If people don't chat me inside of Hangouts chat, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I am really excited to see how all of the different integrations go in there. Aren't you having like probably voluntarily, but people on your team like building bots and stuff inside of mm-hmm. chat already? Yeah. Voluntary <laughs> bat, uh, chat bots. Yes. I think uh, one just got built for NetSuite time entries. What? A reminder to oh, make yeah. sure to That's pretty cool. do your time entries. Yeah. So I think uh, another bot that was just created was the RSS feed for the G Suite updates. So every time a new update comes out, you get it via chat. I love it. Love yeah. the bots framework. That's going to create mm-hmm. a good foundation. I mean, look, everybody loved Hangouts. They were wonderful, mm-hmm. but really old architecture. Yes. Think about it. Yeah. And and like it was back in the days when, you know, the Google products had um, sort of dyslexia about like, am I enterprise or my consumer <laughs> product? Yes. That really comes from the consumer side. Mm-hmm. Chat distinctly. I think business. Yes. I do miss my little stampedes running across the chat bar. Oh. But, yeah. you know, 
It comes with it being an Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll build more fun features. Yeah, maybe into more it. fun Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're so proud of the work that you've done. Thanks. And Colgate was fantastic. It put us on the map. I think it put you on the map. <laughs> I <laughs> like, like to. It was a big, you know, <laughs> challenge for you that I think led to you running the whole team. Mm -hmm. uh, but the projects, I mean, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 user projects are like pretty common now, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, it was, I think it was really funny one time where we were like, oh, that's just 15,000 users. Yeah. And we were like, wait, stop, <laughs> rewind. That is a big company. <laughs> exactly. 15,000 employees is a, a very big large company. organization. Yeah. And we're like, that's nothing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had to stop and we we're like, a year ago, we would that's not the comment we would have made. Yeah. Um, so it's growing, it's ever growing. The sales team gets a lot of credit for our market position, but they actually attribute the credit to you and Nikki mm -hmm. and Jessica and the team yeah. because we can be invited to these deals and opportunities and we certainly couldn't close them if it was not for the exceptional reputation and delivery and engineering. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. Thank you. Keep up the good work. And uh, we're only as good as what the last customer is willing to say about us. Yeah. And I know you take that very, very seriously. Very seriously. And My whole team does. That's why we love having you on the team. <laughs> and uh, hope you're ready for more in 2020. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, are at 162 go lives as of right now. Wow. So we'll be keeping track next year to see how that how number increases. We do? Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling we're going to beat it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thank you for being on Cloud and Clear, Kelly. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.